Hi everyone, welcome to this video. This video is very very important. Why? Not because from security standpoint, also because a lot of people have confusion around what is machine learning, what is artificial intelligence, what are these new terms which are coming in into the industry. People don't know their relevance. People don't know the basics around them. So in this particular video, we will be discussing and throwing light upon artificial intelligence, machine learning. Along with that, the most important aspect is what is their role in cyber security? What is their role in information security? What is their role from a security standpoint? So all these topics will be discussed in this video. I have subject matter expert with me. Akshay is with me. Akshay is founder of a company called Arms and Technologies. Akshay, welcome on board. Over to you. Thank you, love, for having me. Uh, as always, it's a pleasure being here, and uh, I must say, a very good topic for discussion here. Um, we'll try to keep it short because because the I, I don't want to get into the specifics of the algorithms and uh, uh, like uh, the mathematical functions involved in artificial intelligence, machine learning. But yes, so the idea of, of this session is to give a general sense of what ai and ml or artificial intelligence or, or uh, and machine learning is and then uh, have a brief discussion on what this essentially means for cyber security okay so very first thing that we talk about is what is artificial intelligence so uh, so what i believe is we all have a, a little bit of idea of what an ai is. so anybody and everybody who has watched the terminator knows what artificial intelligence is so uh, if, if somebody remembers uh, terminator arnold schwarzenegger comes back uh, from the future into the past with, with as this bot who is out there to kill and he's analyzing things and what what is the right input to give so that's 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 a very uh, glorified example not not uh, far away uh, of uh, artificial intelligence so artificial intelligence essentially means uh emulating uh, emulating the functions of a human brain so if a, if there is a software if there is a program if there is if there is a piece of code that is able to think and function as a human brain or take a decision or make make a decision in in either in like a very broad sense or in a very specific task, if they are able to perform it as a human, then this is an application of an artificial intelligence. A primary example of this would be a robot. So we've, we've already seen like bots that are being built and I am sorry, I forget the name of, of that recent uh, bot that was developed who had the capabilities of interacting with, with humans and there was a huge hype about it. Uh, she was given a female characteristic and, and then they were talking to each other. So, so uh, applications of artificial intelligence uh, primarily uh, when we're talking about is uh, uh, one of the major or most... Sophia. Sophia. Yes, yes. Uh, th thanks for that. Yeah, so uh, we, we all saw the news and we all saw how Sophia was interacting with the humans and she was on talk shows, she was on daily shows and she was everywhere and she was the talk of the town. So that is in artificial intelligence. That is to say that how would a human behave? So typically, so for this, let me make a difference. So any piece of code or any computer is basically there to compute. So you give it some algorithm, you give it some logic. It's, it's a combination of if then else statements. It's a combination of regular expression, complicated, complex queries. And based on whatever input they get, they will give a certain response. That's how computation happened until artificial intelligence came into being. So what artificial intelligence is saying, I will function or think or act like a human brain in the sense that I will make decisions based as, as a human. So let's say, so I will learn as a human, I will make the mistakes of a human. So even, even the mistakes or uh, or, or something that a so for example, uh, if I make a robot and I tell that as I, I give it the characteristics of fire, and I tell it that if you see this, this much temperature, this color, this texture, this combination of chemicals and gases, 
then do not make contact with it because you will melt or you will burn so the the program or the bot then understands it but for a human let's consider the example of a baby they would probably touch fire or get close to a fire once or get close to an electric socket once and once they get a shock then they realize okay this is not good for me so during that time they made that decision in their brain that this is not good i felt some pain and this is not good for me so giving a program or a piece of hardware or a piece of code that intelligence is what we are we are calling as an artificial intelligence so that is the central idea of artificial intelligence so a very interesting example of artificial intelligence that is uh, applied uh, a lot is chatbot so all of us now know what a chatbot is right so we are using it on on a lot of uh, uh websites the e-commerce websites the the uh, food delivery websites or or the websites that we visit you you get this pop up hi i am x bot what can i do for you and when you basis on what you type they respond so over time i mean it's it's uh, a lot of them use a very basic form of a chatbot but what is important and what is interesting enough to know love is that there exist chatbots who are who can mimic human behavior at a very close level and so so a, a very important concept here so there was a gentleman uh, a great scholar named mr alan turing so he's uh, called as he's one of the uh, pioneers of artificial intelligence so he devised a method called as a turing test so what a turing test does is that let's say you have i am using artificial intelligence techniques algorithms and methodologies i develop a chatbot a turing test essentially says that within that test itself uh, so how would a typical turing test work is so let's say you are the examiner so you will be given a chat window at one point you will be introduced to a human and you will be chatting with the human so you will ask me let's say I, there is a chat bot here and there is me so first and you would not know who is behind the curtain so you will be chatting with somebody mr x and mr y and you will ask me any and every question under the sun how are you what is the weather today where do you live who is your family what is the meaning of life who is god anything and everything and basis on what i will tell you you will say whether i was a bot or whether i was a human and you will also be introduced to the chatbot and after the test you will have to determine which one was the bot and which one was the human and if a chatbot can pass the turing test that means it can qualify actually qualify as a human and it can chat with another human and the other human will not be able to detect that they are chatting with a bot and not a human so that is a great concept there are chatbot competitions i mean it's lesser now i would say 8 uh, years ago this was like the hype thing 10 years ago we ourselves uh, when when we were in college quite a few years ago back we were making our own chatbots and sending them for for competitions Uh, and you know there was a whole excitement and of, of things going on so that this could be a a good example of uh, artificial intelligence uh another great application of artificial intelligence is something we call as uh so you have uh text you must have heard about text to uh, speech to text converters like as a person is speaking it it gets converted to text so there are voice recognition softwares that they they will listen to you and and they will be able to understand the words that you're using and and so let's say i am saying that hello i am akshay it will translate it into either it will translate it to hindi or it will be able to actually type that hello i am akshay right so now the thing with voice recognition is uh, uh, traditional voice recognition or voice to text conversion softwares or if i am writing something in 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 a certain way in my certain style what happens is that traditional softwares fail in the sense that accents differ tones differ so let's say if i have a text to a voice to text converter it would be quite a few number of years back they would they would convert a bbc news very easily but if an indian person were to say it because the english pronunciation and our pronunciation and enunciation on words is different 
our pauses are different it's not it, it would fail here and there now this is where nat- natural language processing comes in so nlp says that it will recognize patterns it will study you and it will understand naturally you as a person how you are saying words and it will then convert it into actual words so the slangs or 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 the the short forms the the uh, like in this world of texting so that would typically convert those text into understandable language using their own intelligence obviously fed by an algorithm and uh, complex ai algorithms so nlp is a great example of uh, churning huge amount of chat conversations into recognizable data or or spoken uh, recordings into a, a text so processing a natural language making sense of it extracting keywords understanding your moods and emotions based on what you are writing that's a very good application of nlp for example a good a, a robust nlp program will be able to understand by the uh, uh, things you are typing whether you are in a good mood or whether you are in a bad so further applications could be let's say you are chatting or you are talking and you are saying some words and you have an ai powered music system and it recognizes that you are stressed it will start playing soothing music for you on its own it will dim the light you are in a good mood it will play cheerful music for you so just based on your text or based on your voice or how you are talking so those and it does exist this is not a distant future there are uh, solutions that have ai built uh, inbuilt in them that actually recognize and they change the um, i mean uh, for the people who can afford it uh, even the colors of your walls change even even your lighting changes even even the the music changes so you're getting the level of uh, uh, sophistication or the advancement we've had in ai just for the uh, from a concept as uh, simple as nlp so this would be a typical application so akshay from uh, a basic understanding point of view for all the people who are knowing about ai for the first time what is the basis of this kind of behavior where does ai gets information from is this a some kind of a pre programmed notion or what is the idea behind ai so the idea behind ai is that it so it will start so you provide its basis on a, a general sense a general idea a general uh, th- there will be some input a valid input of human behavior there will be an algorithm that will be processing it and basis on that it will make decisions so you have to feed it it will learn it's like a baby how a baby works right so you there's a very baby has a very nascent brain and over time you teach it or oh, this is wrong this is right and then it will go oh, this is wrong but then it will say in this case so for example for example uh if i were to say that uh line is wrong okay so if i tell a computational program that lying is wrong it would say every time it would not lie because lying is wrong but if a lie is to be told for the benefit of somebody then that lie is not wrong so at the first time it will understand that the lying was wrong at the second time it will do that mistake and you will tell it that no this lie was right the program will then require your input as to why this lie was right and then it learns and so now there is another parameter that says that okay so then there is an another vector that is coming in whether the consequence is right or it is wrong so that it's learned that so the decision so for, for example decision tree is one of the algorithms so it, it it makes it keeps making branches of decisions to take basis on different scenarios so the moment so it, for now for this one example at this point it was saying that this is a lie and for a lie don't do it but now a branch came off that from a lie whether the consequences are good or the consequences are bad if the consequences are bad don't do it consequences are good do it now it may so happen even after some point it may realize that even when the lie consequences are good you still have to make some decisions so this is how the decision tree grows its intelligence grows now that could be 
for a specific area depends on the application of the ai so you could only make it focus on some areas or you could then broaden it so like for a robot the decision tree would be huge huge humongous but for a, for let's say uh uh let's say a uh, a robo mouse or a cleaner so you install a cleaning device and you you program it in such a way that it will automatically recognize what where the walls are it will automatically recognize uh, which area it has already cleaned so that requires a very specific function it just needs to know its dimension it just needs to know where it is going so specific parameters specific areas of learning and that is how it will uh, keep on learning and understand the environment so every ai program so i will build a basic expert so here a concept of expert system comes in love i hope i am not going too fast and please no 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 so so what's an expert system expert system is essentially that i make i define a, a basic intelligence i define the base algorithm i define the input and then if i give it to you then basis on its operation with you it will become a different personality or it will become a different thing and basis if i give it to the other person it will become a different so if for example if i say a robo cleaner a robo cleaner when put in uh, put inside your house will then map your house and understand your house's cleanliness needs and all parameters and everything and then no matter where you put it it, it understands it but put in some other person's house it will become specific to that person so over a period of time it is learning even that the musical system or the ecosystem or the home automation ai that i was talking about will eventually learn about you what what mood is what language of yours maps to good mood for example somebody may use coarse language as a nature and somebody may only use coarse language when they are upset so so you understand the difference so the same piece of code or algorithm or 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 that uh, system works differently with different application and grows differently just like two even two siblings two babies born in the same house at the same time develop different characteristics based right. on their own experiences yeah does it have a memory also where it stores all these instructions and yeah, you know definitely. yes it will have computation power it will have memory it requires a lot of computation so yes it needs it needs to have uh, it is a resource uh, centric it's not uh, it will require a lot of uh, decision making so you have to count factor in for all those hardware and software resources for it but yes the, so the the basic systems have now uh, advanced so much that we have concepts of raspberry pis we have concepts of uh, like at the palm of your hand you have a computer basic computer where you can code and feed it algorithms and we have libraries open source free libraries for computing ai algorithms and machine learning algorithms all of this is available completely for free known so there was a time uh, when we were coding and then we had to actually you know uh, come up actually implement algorithms from scratch even before us i mean we we still had couple of ideas of algorithms uh, like guides but the time before that everything had to be coded from scratch and now we are sitting in a time where uh, programming scripting languages like python provide complete libraries on ai ml you just have to include the algorithm and start working on it you don't have to code the algorithms anymore you just need to know what is the right algorithm for what kind of uh, output do you want to achieve and insert it into the api to start it working yes. yeah got it got it right so this is where ai comes in uh then we are talking about machine learning so th- so there's been a lot of debate here uh as some people say that ai and ml work separately uh a larger faction of people say that ml machine learning is actually a subset of ai uh and it's like a derived thing from ai whatever you want to go because i don't want to uh, get into that controversial discussion but let's just say machine learning is essentially uh machine learning would be uh the technique or the me- methodology or the way with which you can 
यू कैन ट्रेन अ मशीन टू परफॉर्म सर्टेन फंक्शन ऑन इट्स ओन विदाउट बींग एक्सप्लिसिटली प्रोग्राम सो फॉर एग्जाम्पल यू डोंट हैव टू राइट ईच एंड एवरीथिंग If this happens, then do this. If this happens, then do this. No, you just provide it a general sense. You provide it some good and bad input. You tell it what a good input is, bad input is, and in itself, it will start in, uh, in uh, make uh, gathering the knowledge to be able to then differentiate fresh bad input from good input. I hope that wasn't confusing. I mean, I'm using very generic terms here. I'm not getting specific. Yeah. But Akshay, I think if you will take some kind of an example to clear out these analogies, it will help people. Okay. Any so, small examples will do. Yeah. Okay. So, like, so I would say that. Uh, okay. So let me say that you have. So, so a simple example. So I'm because I have a I've been in cyber security. The first example that comes is from information security. I want to deal with that later. So I'm kind of just thinking of a basic example of machine learning. So that would be that. Let's say I have a I'm able to understand. I, I'm giving like a, a huge set of data to a a log of data of a huge text to a program, right? And what I say is that from from this text. you have to identify whether uh, there is a communication that is a, a national espionage for example if if some criminal conversations are happening let's say the the uh, the, the aim of this program this machine learning program is very specific to identify which uh, i have given like a huge dump of chats to it and i am telling it that you are you just have to differentiate between what is uh relevant for the law enforcement and what is a normal thing so you in a typical way you will go ahead and start defining keywords look for keywords look for kill look for this look for that look for anything and you will define and then you will start making if then else but not here what you will do is so there are ways of doing this there is a way of so i'll bifurcate this in in a bit but so essentially what you are doing is if you can if you you are giving it some sample data and on the basis of data you are saying this whole chunk of data is relevant to criminal conversations this whole chunk of data is relevant to innocent conversations and it will consume both and and it will start differentiating between and then so then it's learning over a period of time you keep it it's learning and then you're like okay now you mix both or you 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 get like a fresh conversation and you mix it jumble it both and you give it and it will start differentiating between them it will say okay this is criminal this is you know this is criminal this is innocent so you essentially did not teach it anything it learned on its own it i hope i'm i'm getting this concept right a, a little bit clear yes 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 now clear right? yeah. yeah yes so the idea so what is the difference between ai and ml is that ai is developing intelligence machine learning is developing knowledge ai has a broader perspective of interaction and machine learning has very specific decision making to be made specific application that is why people say that it is derived from ai for a specific task A, a practical organizational example love is big data analytics. We what well, we all heard about analytics, big data somewhere. So I'll yes, go sir. ahead and I'll explain what big data is. So okay. Uh, so we used to uh, initially we used to either save our smallest data on text files on basic files, and then came the concept of handling larger data in relational databases. So for example, SQL, MySQL, uh, uh, all of these databases kind of come under relational databases where there is you have different fields, then there is primary key, secondary key, and there is some relation between different tables, different values, right? So all of that relation in a in a, in a mechanism. What happened over a period of time? The amount of data that kept on coming became larger and larger and larger and larger and larger. And larger. and it's and then all of this data had then uh, there was a need to convert this data into structural format because unless i converted this into structure i will not be able to save it in my database because my database doesn't understand it it has to be in that format 
so then uh, it it started requiring a lot of time a lot of data got lost in translation because then it required a lot of human efforts or even if you are programming it there are a chance of mistakes so the concept of big data came in big data is uh, uh, goes on the concept of saying a large data set a large set of data which is completely unstructured and has all sorts of information at at a very general level so i'm not going to go specifics into big data but for anybody who wants to understand I'll, a, a huge chunk of data which is unstructured and may hold any and every type of value inside it is what is we call as a big data so now now there must be a reason you are calling all of this data a specific name because it holds some value to you right so even if you have this data you need to make some sense out of it you need to extract some parameters out of it and this is where analytics comes in analyzing this whole chunk of data and extracting important information for example i'll give you even a bigger example for example let's say i am holding an e-commerce website right a very popular one very popular one like like i am one of those people where like i have lakhs of visitors per day now everybody is visiting website clicking here clicking there some are spending some time some are buying something some are putting to cart then removing from cart some are actually going for discount some are going through sale some are applying coupons all of this is happening in the platform and all of this is getting logged inside this big data in no particular format all this but for me to grow my business i need to understand who is going where are people going more towards the sports are people going more towards this are people using coupon codes more are people using sale uh, items on sale more this is where analytics comes in and this is where machine learning comes in so i will then apply machine learning to this big data to get these analytics out to tell me what is trending and basis on that i will improve my business basis on that i will put better ads so consumer behavior right we see these social media platforms you do some searches you click on three videos and then you start getting ads relevant to them what is that machine learning so marketing agencies businesses are are using machine learning to analyze this big chunk of data data analytics is a very good use case or an example of machine learning so a lot of people have joined now akshay i can see a lot of people in the feed now so just for their basic understanding just in a couple of lines what is the difference between ai and machine learning again okay so artificial yeah so artificial intelligence is essentially uh, a piece of code that tries to uh, behave or act or take uh, uh, analyze situations or or make uh, decisions based, uh, like a human being simulate emulating a human brain so an example of ai would be neural networks so in itself says that neural networks you are making networks like like a brain would function and also like we said the examples uh, we discussed about all those examples machine learning would typically be uh, as a lot of people say a subset of ai uh, again debatable but in itself it's like this system that will basis on the type of inputs that you have provided and the test period and the test methodology that you have defined for it it will automatically be able to make decisions without you explicitly telling it what is right and what is wrong but you have to supply some kind of a feed to this machine learning yes. algorithm right it is required see without input anybody nobody would uh, i mean it's not magic there is science there is mathematics there is there are equations involved with it the idea is that if i am able to supply it enough relevant so the idea love over here is that the better your data set so we call this data set the inputs that we give to the program is the data set so the better the the, the clearer ah, your data set i got your point now better yeah. decision it will make yes so the training period is crucial your data sets are important 
so if i let's let me give an example and let me see if i am able to understand this analogy in a better way so let's let's say that i am able to show the yellow color and help that bot understand this is yellow color so if i'll show in the input five different types of yellow colors then it will understand whenever the next time some kind of a yellow color will come into play right yeah in in in, in, in a very basic way that, that could be one of the examples uh, you could you could tell it that you know uh, let's say uh a, a simple very good example or a very basic example is like differentiating between good and bad what to do and what not to ah uh, right so for example in a typical way you could say that you know if you get this kind of data save it if you get this kind of data delete exactly. it yeah. so, so the so i i don't want to say it that if data equal to this then save if data equal to this delete what i will say is this data is good for me I saved these datas and these datas I deleted. So in uh, my past, I will I just supply those and it will itself start analyzing and right. then I will measure the accuracy. Now, mind it, love. In the first go, it might not get everything. You might have to supply more datasets. Yeah. Yeah. You might have to yeah. give it a bigger training phase, and you might have to tweak your algorithm as well. It's a continuous process until you have achieved maximum accuracy. Hundred percent accuracy is. is very difficult to achieve but you try to get as much accuracy as possible and the key is to remove false positives the advantage of machine learning love is that it helps remove false positives human errors because i may be tired and i make a mistake but my machine learning program will never get tired it yeah. it does not need to rest it will not get delusional it will not sleep while it's doing the work Right. So the human errors are eliminated, but the human thinking is incorporated. So artificial intelligence talks about intelligence, and machine learning talks about knowledge and information. Yeah, got it now, Akshay. Yeah. Okay, so then we spoke about chatbots. We spoke. We spoke about uh, uh, Turing test. Is where a chatbot is a program that will chat with you. so for anybody who wants to have some fun and it is damn fun i love even i should, i would say uh, for you i i i i'll share a couple of chatbot links with you they are so fun to chat with and you will have so much fun it's like you're talking to your friend who's hilarious and they will cheer you up you give them any you, you start yeah you start throwing abuses at them and then be like oh hey that's not very nice and then they will remember and then they'll start saying and you ask them what is the meaning of life and they'll give you so such great answers and it's just kind of you'll just feel that you're talking to a funny friend instead of uh, instead of talking to a chatbot so i mean it's it's damn good i mean for people i'll say just google chatbots best chatbots if they are available free on website to chat with have some fun it'll lighten your mood if you're a little stressed this could be a great stress buster for you now i have a follow up question on the chatbot thing that you have just mentioned from a startup point of view yeah. so let's say let's say because you know that i have love i love startups out there so let's say i am a startup so shall i put bots over there in order to respond to customer queries or how should i proceed if you want to yes, actually very much so in fact in fact the chatbots so i i keep testing because i have an inquisitive mind if i even if i go to a website and i see a small window over there that says hi i am chatbot what would you like to ask me i just engage with them at least for 5 10 minutes because i need to understand the accuracy and most of them are pretty benign at a pretty basic level because they don't want to invest that much time but yes if if there's a good chatbot just basis on the chat see right now people or the applications or startups are not completely fully utilizing the potential of chatbots what you can do is what they are doing is just to give your queries okay what is your name and if you give them something else they'll say no no please put your name please put your name please put your name. and it becomes annoying and i go go away rather than that you engage with you build a good chatbot you engage with the conversation and with each and every user that you're talking you start collecting intelligence what are people asking about what are the most asked queries not everybody likes to go and put all the data in a on a contact form so chatbot could be a great way to engage your customers just like a fun thing for them to interact like like a a, a lucre, like like we have shiny things or like we put good colors and you know just to attract so that could be a good point i mean just like 
while you are here if your customer executive is not there why not engage with a good friendly chatbot and so that the person also feels good he comes back to the website maybe just for the chatbot you never know yeah, yeah i mean right. customer engagement is the key right right now jumping on on to the next part of the puzzle uh, for which we actually came here uh, akshay role of cyber security in ai and ml so basically love what we are saying is uh, uh, in cyber security organizational practices machine learning has a larger role and people say that we have ai and ml capabilities but essentially what they are saying is that they have implemented machine learning and again coming back to the point that ml is derived from ai sir so we said ai and ml so i mean just to uh, clear that out that most of the applications in cyber security and i say most because there are other applications like process automations and all uh, the robotic process automations involve ai as well and and we could discuss rpa at a at a separate session because i think we've already discussed soar so it makes sense to also cover rpa so that we can establish the link and the difference between an rpa and a soar uh, i am getting questions on soar as well just to you know hint you over here people are asking about the linkage that you are just describing akshay yeah yeah sure we, we can address that not an issue yeah. so uh, but let's keep it towards the end because i want to i wanted to make this quick but alas again we have uh, but that's great so in machine learning essentially what we are saying is the data analytics so the huge amount of traffic just just bear with me love before i start naming specific things just bear with me in a simple scenario where you have a huge amount of data that is being collected from your firewall from your siem from from these accesses that are being generated and we spoke about something called as an apt right now what do these anti apt solutions do what is the magic that they do that i didn't tell you about yesterday imagine if threat hunters mind i can feed to an algorithm and basis on what it is collecting remember the logic where i said you know collect exes remove false positives suspicious files so what if i could give that logic to a program and give its intelligence give it samples give it logs give it exe files give it registry entries give it accesses and then in itself if it is able to determine and i give it some training data and and in itself i tell it that you know uh, and over a period and this is this was good this was bad this was my analysis and then it is able to determine whether an active apt attack is in progress and then block it then that is your anti apt solution yeah cisos can sleep then <laughs> yeah, yeah very, very much so so that this yeah. is a great advantage and a great feature of an anti apt solution it it has ai and ml capabilities it has the ability to differentiate between mind it what i'm saying here differentiate between a legitimate access and a nasty access or a malicious access and how does it do that you can't go on telling each and every whether this login is good this login is bad this is correct how would you know so basis on your analysis basis on the data that is being basis on previous hacks that have happened it will consume all of that and then it will develop a certain intelligence or a certain knowledge base and over a period of time it will keep on learning and you will also keep on telling it you did not detect this this was wrong you should have so it will be like okay lesson learned so it's like uh, this is what i am understanding at the moment is it like giving data sets to the you know solution itself right yes so give uh, you you provide so it will sit so okay in a typical machine learning algorithm you will provide it data sets now the great thing about uh, uh, anti apt solution or an advanced solution is that it has the capability to intelligently extract data sets by itself so either i am giving it or it is extracting by itself ultimately the data set is what it wants right so True. right so so the data points the registry values the uh, access logs the sys logs the failed logs the successful logs the uh, processes the lists the connections all those data become the data set yeah and it will keep on collating them and it will keep on adding them right and learning from them and then it oh. grows it grows the right. more attack it observes the more intelligent it becomes the more robust it becomes and the stronger your 
bigger so this this is a function right now how where does this apply to so like i said threat intelligence and response is a direct beneficiary of machine learning like over time whatever you are doing like fr- from an automation or from an ai perspective the the automation part is where it comes in when we spoke about soar so for people who are uh, who had that question uh this is where the threat intelligence response comes in the whole chunk of logs and data so sim is based purely on rules and and now the edr the endpoint detection and response tools that come in the soar platform that comes in what it is doing is it is analyzing the trends of the attacks that are happening whatever types of attacks the antivirus engine is picking whatever types of attacks the sim is picking and then it will intelligently be able to understand that and live detection see the idea of uh, the best threat in, uh, response or the best incident response or the best blue team would be that as the attack is happening there itself you detect it and there itself you stop it right that would be your ultimate goal and this is what it strives to achieve great great akshay right so threat intelligence and response is there now classification okay so let's talk about data classification a little bit right so i have data classification mechanisms i have huge uh, data over there in my organization i something is sensitive something is private something is confidential something is public so uh, you we understand right there are various ways of classifying data uh, private sensitive uh, confidential extremely confidential depends yes. from organization so it is like a general classification now let's say you have parameters that are there but what if there is a huge amount of data now the amount of work it will take you to class go ahead and classify each and every data if your dlp solution in itself has machine learning capabilities it will itself based on the data that you have provided of what is sensitive to me what is confidential to me now mind it love i am not tagging it anymore i have given it tags i have told it what a tag is but what i am saying is here this is also sensitive for me this is also sensitive for me this is okay this is sensitive this is okay and it's saying okay 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 oh, okay now i got it now you go relax now it will start going through all your data and will start classifying it this is important this is not important so any data that is passing through oh this is sensitive this was shared outside i have to raise an alert or i have to block this connection great great right so yeah. this is where the application comes in application security is a great example over here so a lot has not been explored over here uh there is a mix of it i mean uh, and i always believed and this was always kind of my dream project but never got to uh, go around it because kind of got into a lot of operational aspects of it and and then uh, when time passed i i got to know that there were already couple of startups that had implemented and had been bought by google as well so i i knew that this was already working so which is like talk about automatically identifying vulnerabilities and attacks on a web application right now what we are doing is we are essentially finding out vulnerabilities based on my knowledge right now what if i have a piece of code or a machine learning algorithm whom i show who is just sitting there who is just seeing how i am conducting an attack 
how i am doing a pen testing so i did one pen test on one so bear with me i will try to make this very simple so that this explains uh, the logic is that ultimately libraries or coding platforms are shared so you supply the code or the coding information of all the applications to it now the machine learning program in itself will start classifying what are the shared codes what is the basic idea oh, every application is using asp.net every application is using this library there is always a sql database there is this flow so all the function flow and everything like we say na what is every, there in the developer's mind this machine learning program now has in itself that is there now it is sitting with me and as i am doing a pen test i i performed a series of steps and i said the attack was successful it did not understand okay cool i did something else so i did this four five times and i started naming findings now it said that okay akshay did these things and this became a finding in the next application again so it's finding patterns and once it got the gist of it then in the next application as soon as it comes it says oh it starts matching with all, the, all of those patterns it says predicts okay accesses will be there in this application in this page in this module in this form there will be accesses so imagine the time it saves of the actual analyst then he can just check keep checking okay whether this is there or whether this is not there mind it this is different from a typical scanner wherein you define all the steps input the script if you get the script reflected back then it is xss no i never told it what xss was i never told it what sql injection was i just started doing couple of things and i called it xss he said okay no problem then i again did it somewhere else in some other way again i called it xss it said okay no problem and when i did 4 5 6 7 8 10 times then it got a gist of what xss is and how what xss is basically doing and and then it is able to judge it at a so obviously it won't be able to replicate it exactly in, in an ideal situation in an ideal world it might be able to do but it will be able to predict akshay listen basis on whatever you have done i feel that this form this place will have xss and when i go to i'm like yes it's happening so this is one way of uh, you know uh, like an application security platforms like automating application security assessments another would be prevention like attacks keep on happening my waf i have a web application firewall it is continuously detecting the types of attacks that it is getting right now on the waf if i have machine learning capabilities the waf will start identifying parameters by itself and the and the knowledge part of the waf is telling it oh this was sql injection okay got it again this was a different form of sql injection this was time based it was union based this was error based and then it starts developing a general sense of what a sql injection is and by itself and why it is needed is because tomorrow if somebody comes with a novel way of sql injection that the waf does not know by definition it will say no what this is sql injection you didn't know about it i found it don't worry Wow, this can even help in the zero-day attacks also in that case. Zero. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry, I forgot about it. So, zero-day attack prevention is one of the major yeah. reasons why people are implementing use, yeah. use yeah. case of implementing ML into different types of solutions in DLP, in firewall, in 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 web application, in WAF, in EDRs, in in antivirus engines. So, all of these. so now i think i have given you a general sense of how ml or ai helps in uh, reacting to very well very well great akshay akshay before i jump to the questions uh, how did you get this knack you know getting into this all these algorithms and all this what is the what is the thing that motivates you because you have achieved a great success in your career now so just wanted to know what is the motivation factor behind is is it really a hacker's mindset that you still have or what is the secret behind this uh we yeah, are so uh, i mean i don't know about that but what what i can tell you is that you know i i always had a fascination to so i was never a good programmer but i was a good coder so there's a difference between a coder and a programmer is that a coder basically gets the job done he will use a dirty method of uh, scripting and he will just get the job done in the fastest way possible and a programmer will always make the most elegant and the best way to implement that thing so i was i never had a programmer's mind that is why i i realized early on that i will never become a good programmer even if i wanted to so i was always interested in coding and i started uh, python early on 
so i was interested in ai and machine learning so if i hadn't been in cyber security i would have been an ai scripter or a coder or somebody involved in some way in machine learning and and still one of my one of the big, biggest projects or biggest dream projects that my r&d team is working on are actually implementations of ai and ml in cyber security is just that it takes more time because we are caught up in a lot of things and it's a very small team and we have limited resources uh, so it takes time but uh, the idea is to study a lot i mean i i i read so many books i read so many books and and in the starting none of this makes sense because it's so much mathematics and so many functions but then you just have to like uh, uh, it's like you just keep reading and one day it starts making sense you won't realize you keep reading keep reading keep reading keep banging your head against that book and or ebook in our cases and and then one day suddenly you're like oh i i i don't know how it happened one day you'll wake up and you'll be like oh i now you get this one spark and then you start searching and then you suddenly get get the answer so the idea is to you know just keep keep putting your head around it and then just marrying the concepts so first understand that cyber security itself is niche ai and ml in itself is niche so you have to study both and then kind yeah. of marry both the concepts and that's and what see I was, that's what i was thinking that's what i was thinking i'm saying that these are all different pillars of you know everyone in itself is a big pillar of you know it has a its own you know recognition in the industry how can you you know know so it's, it's basically it's basically yeah. love having a researcher's mind that's all i mean yeah. thinking like a researcher you you have to stop thinking like an engineer <laughs> at this point yeah. because as engineers we are we are more focused towards applications and lesser focused towards understanding the working absolutely yeah so i guess yeah that is where uh, because all these are different pedestals in themselves for example cyber security is a pedestal ai is a pedestal you know machine learning is again a pedestal for people so know. for any so i so if you ask for an as an advice instead of going so what i found out that uh, instead of going for books and that's just me so don't don't hate me for saying this instead of going for books go for white papers there's a huge library of white papers let's say you want to implement a, a machine a very basic example of machine learning is anomaly based malware detection it is so common now that it's it's like a child's read now but quite a few number of years back there were very few papers on it and it was the hot topic that if you can publish a paper on anomaly based uh, malware detection and analysis then your paper would get selected on research uh, forums so go ahead and search anomaly detection first first understand what anomaly detection is how basis on user behavior you are able to differentiate between whether the activity is genuine activity or a malware activity and then read white papers on understanding uh, how this is working so go through different platforms there are open source implementations get a little dirty hands on on python there are uh, libraries like scikit uh there are separate distributions on a uh, separate distribution on machine learning based python which is called as anaconda which gives you all all libraries everything so go ahead and download it and uh, so i didn't touch i did not touch base on so i'll just quickly quickly before the question because i i kind of skip skipped my mind that there are two two methods of learning which is supervised learning and unsupervised learning so in supervised learning what you are essentially saying is that over a period of time i am sitting and i am waiting uh, i am supplying it and i am uh, ensuring the success of the program and unsupervised learning is me just giving it an input and then leaving it to make it make its decision on its own so algorithms are different but ultimately yes depends on the kind of need so then understand what is supervised versus unsupervised try to understand the algorithm at least that you might not have to code the algorithm from scratch anymore because there are libraries available but you still have to understand the algorithm because you have to choose the right algorithm for the success of your machine again so what are the success parameters whether you want a more robust output even if it takes time whether you want a quick output and even if there are some false positives it's okay so based on what performance kpi or metrics you are putting on that algorithm you have to select it 
luckily for us as practitioners there are companies who have huge who have invested millions and millions of dollars and money on these research teams and they keep they come up with these novel techniques so as a practitioner you can just go ahead you then don't have to worry about you can just evaluate so whatever platform so a good parameter for now after this session when you're evaluating a product try to evaluate their machine learning features as well because a lot of vendors will tell you that they have machine learning involved just to get that buzzword and get into that competition but then ask them how are you actually implementing this how is this making my job easier are you doing analytics out of it are you analyzing big data out of it what is the accuracy how much false positives are you removing how much is your how much effective is your what is the training period how when i mean they won't, they might not tell you all of this they will just sell the solution to you so the a great question would be after how much period of time will i start seeing the result from my machine learning your machine learning component of your solution what is the training period is it using supervised is it using unsupervised ask these questions let the sales people sweat let them understand that you know you are a tough customer you you you'll get you want to get full worth of what you are buying or what you are implementing so yeah yeah actually does anzen deals into some kind of uh, solutioning for uh, you know similar cases if somebody if some customers ask for so this this typically now becomes part of when we are helping organizations finalize solutions so when they are okay. trying to understand when they when they have specific problems sometimes machine learning actually solves a lot of their problems and we yes. help them define a vision for it so we help them define a vision for it because a lot of a lot of times what happens love is they have the solution but they turn it off they turn the ml feature off because it is resource centric it, is, it consumes a lot of resources so then that that is where we come in we tell them that you know this is the right feature this is the wrong feature and then that's kind of helping either initially to yeah. uh, finalize the right solution and then what to enable what to disable and then kind of that i think i think it's more of an education piece also as you rightly mentioned they should also know that these kind of capabilities exist in the system right yes yes very yeah. much so so i'll quickly jump on to the questions now because we were planning to make this quick but it has again taken an hour so i'll quickly go to i'm the really questions. really sorry about that i sometimes get digressed no, 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 absolutely i i appreciate your patience and you know the time that you take akshay to explain these concepts anybody i think uh now for years to come in this single video they'll get all the concepts cleared i'm sure and, and one thing i want to put it out there if people want to understand machine learning in depth i we uh, we can take a session machine learning we can talk about the different predictive models in an easy to understand language if you are facing a challenge in understanding these models if there is if if the uh, those equations are not making sense to you if you want to understand the general concept and the application to it you have to now subscribe like and comment and you have to if with enough number of comments i will make it for you that's my promise i deliberately did not do this here because it's a very it could go at a very fast level and i don't want people to get confused but it's something if yeah. people need it if people find this session interesting and they want to get into further i don't mind sure i i would i would love to share my knowledge thank you so much thank you appreciate it uh, so anurag is asking he is thinking that soar technology may be an example of machine learning as soar uses machine learning yes we have already addressed that right yeah, because that yeah so yes anurag you are bang on soar utilizes ai and ml capabilities somehow i'm thinking that i i we you know we might have to bring this guy again for a video or something because he's asking great questions yesterday also he asked about mit re so it was again a great question yeah, good yeah, anurag was, good yes. appreciate your questions man because yeah anurag keep keep coming yeah. on board man and people like you gave us inspiration to keep coming up with better content i mean yeah. uh, otherwise we could never know what kind of questions people have out there yeah thanks anurag uh so he is now asking ml is used to auto detect the threats so i think we covered that in the yes. in the in the previous concept already that detection so prakash thakur is asking what is ml so just for a basic understanding akshay just for a couple of minutes not spending a lot of time prakash thakur said just explain it again little bit not not go into details okay so since so what ml is basically machine learning Uh, prakash right prakash machine prakash learning yes yeah, yeah. yeah. so prakash machine learning 
is ml is the short form for machine learning it is a subset of artificial intelligence it is that piece of program that if you uh, which can perform do decision making come to conclusions without you explicitly telling it what to do basis on the type of algorithm it uses and the basis on the type of input you are provide so you know in, in a very brief this is what a practical yeah. like practical applications is how to actively detect threats within your network basis right. on the kind of logins that are happening basis on the kind of data that is flowing basis on the kind of logs that are being generated a threat detection or an antivirus solution with ml capabilities or machine learning capabilities will be able to better detect or predict further attacks thereby preventing zero day attacks the windows defender uh, i wanted to take up its case so the windows defender antivirus actually uses machine learning and i wanted to uh, uh, highlight its uh, use case so it has three machine learning models metadata based ml model sample analysis based uh, ml model and detonation based ml model right so what happens over here is let's say you have a uh, a, a machine which is uh, there is a suspicious machine now i'm sorry so what, what the suspicious file is then supplied to the metadata based ml model it will analyze ml again for for machine learning the uh, the ml model will then consume the metadata and based on its programming it will then determine whether it is able to either predict it or it requires more samples of the data so let's say it gets samples over a period of time you you given it more samples now it will analyze this uh, if it does determine that this file is suspicious this metadata based uh, ml model will then supply the sample to sample analysis based model so all the samples that have been analyzed and known to be suspicious are then given to the sample analysis based ml model now this basis on the and it keeps getting the samples right so it's it's working all under your antivirus mind it in that piece of agent that is sitting all of this is happening now it goes into the your uh, sample analysis based ml model and that will also say that you know oh i didn't understand give me more more data more data more data and basis on that at some point it will start analyzing whether this is suspicious or not right and once uh you get uh, the enough, enough information that yes this is uh, i have enough data about it then you supply that to the detonation based ml model so in the first one it observed the metadata based on the metadata it came to some partial conclusion then it gave the data to uh, sample analysis based on the samples uh, it, it is analyzing it and then detonation based model what it will do it will observe the functionality of the malware when it is when you trying to destroy it because when when you trying to destroy the malware tries to evade bypass or do some techniques and basis on that the final results come in on and the sampling it decides whether it is actually infected or not so this is a very specific i know it gets a Great. little technical i'm sorry yeah. about it but yeah, but but, I, but got the analogy extraction yeah very well very well explained one question also has come anurag i think uh, since we appreciated he is asking one more question now so thank you anurag okay so don't don't mind it okay we are we are just uh, kidding on that so he is asking ai ml tools are very expensive these days so do customers need to buy such expensive tools and equipments to make actually a next generation sock like i said uh, man i mean you could if see it's a trade off no, let's let's not call it money let's say yeah. it, either you want to build the capability yourself or you want to buy it from somebody else now a person a team has done invested heavily in their r and d team and they have developed the solution for you obviously they are going to charge a little bit for it 
right so if you don't want to go for it go for a traditional solution then you have to build the sore or the sore capability with ml it's not that you can't do it but then the people who are experts in machine learning will not come cheap the manpower that will be able to implement that within your organization will not come cheap in terms of money then when you are building it the test period or the resulting period will take more time so more time will be invested so there is a, there will always be an investment but it's it's about that you know how much secure do you want to be i mean if yeah, you want to go for next gen yeah. and what is the definition of next gen like yeah. implementing better capabilities is next gen right whatever we'll be using for the past decade we have come up with something new altogether to add to it so right. it's a trade off like thank you sir yeah it's a trade off Avin is there. Avin, Avin is saying yes, sir. It is very helpful for me to learn more about machine learning in depth because his background is code network security. So he's really appreciating the you know awesome. uh, video. Akshay, thank you for that. So now Anurag is saying SIEM uh, Sore Threat Intelligence Threat Intel Platform EDR are all these tools required to make SOC to next gen? So cost yes. will be very high. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. For next generation, you want to take it for the next gen SOC. You need to have EDR. You need to have SOAR, and you need to have AI ML capabilities. So you just Anurag, you yourself answered your question. I mean, yeah, so just to say that you're right. Just I can assure you that you're in the right direction. Right. Thank you so much, Akshay. Thank you all the people who have joined this great session. Uh, I think uh, I also learned about a lot of new concepts today. I'll be honest with you. And thank you so much, Akshay. After all your you know day-to-day -day work, and you have you are you know being a founder of the company, and you know you are helping out the community out here. Thank you so much for spending all this time. Really appreciate. It. No problem. Always a pleasure, love. Yeah. Thanks. So uh, Ankush Chavan is here. Ankush is, Ankush is asking a question. I do not uh, want to leave any question. Actually, I'll just quickly add it here. He's asking access management. Uh, when it started, almost all of the tasks were done manually, and now more than eighty percent of the tasks are automated. Whether access management would be automated up to ninety-nine percent in the future? He's asking. Yes. That. Yes. Yes. Very much so. In fact, identity and access management has the maximum potential. of being completely automated and completely uh, uh, become a very good case of uh, uh, ai ai implementation within an organization so yeah, very well said yeah. man i mean and, and ultimately that's the goal because that's saving a lot of resources that's saving a lot of time that's eliminating a lot of false positive human errors and and kind of so the idea of automation ankush is that whatever processes are mundane gets automated but what if i'm able to figure out the non mundane processes if i'm able to build that artificial intelligence or the intelligence of then taking decisions on specific complicated or outliers the outlier detection is the ultimate uh, use case or example of ai and ml right, right because right, right. if it would have been done by simple if then else then why would you need artificial it's not like yeah. no i i want to implement it so even if it's like we say that if you can hold your ear by this then why would you want to go the other way and yeah. do it Yeah. the whole point is very well said that you know uh, and and uh, the industry is moving towards it the outliers whatever outliers are there if we are able to in any kind even in uh, any different uh, other solutions as well it's a little more complicated in threat hunting and endpoint detection but yes in iam uh, i'm with you man yeah praveen parera is there praveen parera is saying thank you so much he is thanking you know uh, anurag mahajan is there Uh, he is saying that if you buy cyber arc then all your processes get automated for access management yeah he is answering to ankush yeah yes yeah. he is answer answering to ankush cool thank you so much everyone i see a lot of interaction here and i actually do not want to leave this session but considering akshay's point of time and you know he is spending a lot of time with us thank you so much i'll quickly conclude this thank you akshay thank you so much thanks, thank thanks you for having me thanks, thanks folks bye bye thank you bye bye